Welcome to this Christmas Parenting Podcast and Rob and I are really pleased to be here and we're going to be talking a little bit about the pressures of finance and money that face many families around Christmas time. So Rob, kick us off. Well, the, the honest truth is, is that in January, many families go through tough times. Mm. In fact, um, some marriages begin their breakup in January and, and often... Well, two things, I suppose. High expectations about Christmas that go wrong. Not exactly a, a month of peace and goodwill for some. Uh, but often finance. You know, finance is at the heart of so much marriage breakup. And, and you know what? We, we, we buy a lot of gifts. We buy a lot of presents. And then those credit card statements come in in January. And we look at each other and say, how do, how do we get into this mess? And so, so it is a big issue for many families uh, over Christmas. And a, and, and a serious one for some families. And the pressure's on, isn't it? Because it's not just gifts and uh, expectations about gifts, but there's food, there's the decorations, there's other things that we may be doing, going out more maybe than we um, have in the other months, other seasons, and all of that costs money. Yeah, and the honest truth is every mum or dad wants two things. They want their kids to have the best possible Christmas they could, and they want them to have as good a Christmas as their friends. And that generally ends up with some kind of uh, financial consideration and, uh, and, and sometimes that, uh, that ends up in real trauma for families. But it's not easy, is it? It's so hard. I mean, from September onwards, the shops are full of stuff. And, you know, it's not about not buying things, um, but it's about just living within our means, I think, and trying to, to plan accordingly. I know I often set off with really good intentions, um, sort of in November time, and I know how much I'm going to spend and roughly work out, you know, how it's all going to work out. And then I get busy and it's all last minute. And when it's last minute, I end up spending more than I have planned to. And that, that has oh. often happened. Oh, absolutely. But you've got four, you've got four, four kids, children. so it must have been doubly hard for you, was it? Yeah, and not necessarily buying into the peer pressure so and so is getting a xbox or you know whatever if that's not if that's not where we were at with with our kids and actually when they were little uh, we wanted to encourage them to make presents very often um for for friends and family sort of godparents and grandparents yeah. and things and Mind you, that still costs money because you have to buy the bits and pieces yeah, yeah. and they needed help doing it. And that's not everybody's cup of tea. But actually, we had a lot of fun doing that. And uh, we had over the years you know, mugs that had been decorated and little frames and calendars and um, little sweets and chocolates that they made. I in. saw I saw um, a grandmother's mug one that's of them right. made. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, so we made um, they made a mug for one of the grannies that's and right. uh, she loves it. She still uses it now. <laughs> and they're in their 20s, our kids, and they made it when they were about four or five. It definitely is not a work of art, um, but she loves it and it's really special to them. So our children are in their 20s now and that tradition of making gifts for each other has, has still carried on and they enjoy doing it so it's fine I wouldn't want to put that on people for whom that's not their thing but last year uh, one of our kids made me soap and it was really nice I'm still using it now and another one made a whole load of candles and yeah so and those things they're not totally without cost but they're a lot uh, less expensive than going out and buying things well I got two kids Katie was our compliant one Lloyd was our testing one I can imagine in our home, if we had that little ritual, that Lloyd would get something wonderfully made, you know, with frills and everything, just brilliant. And, and Katie would get a matchbox with a flag in it or something, you know, <laughs> at, the last, at the last minute. I, but I think one of the, 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 the difficulties is it's so much easier to spend or to overspend these days. 
generally, when you had a certain amount of cash and it was gone, or you could see it would be gone, then pretty well, that, that was it. You might borrow a bit from relatives or what have you. But, but credit cards have changed all of that. Most research shows that when we use credit cards, we spend about a third more than if we use cash. And, and some might want to try this over Christmas. Some years ago in Care for the Family, we launched something called Cash for a Month. You know, you, you take out enough cash for the month, yeah? And, and you let your direct debits and mortgages go through and all that kind of stuff, but, but you just use cash. And what happens is you have a little pot for, for food, a little pot for this, a little pot for entertainment. And, and it's Saturday night and you think, well, shall we go out? Well, how much have we got in the entertainment pot? £5.20. How much does it cost to go to the cinema? £15. Okay, we'll hire a, a DVD. And one woman said, well, she said, it revolutionised my shopping. One minute I'm walking around Tesco, throwing stuff in left, right and centre. And then, suddenly, she said, I had to ask myself the question that every other generation of shoppers has to ask. Have I got enough cash on me to pay for this stuff? And she said, I started throwing it in. Uh, a lot more slowly and actually taking some stuff out. And perhaps that's an idea. We've certainly tried that at Christmas occasionally. Some cash, this is for that, this amount for presents, this for that, this for that. But 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 none of it's none of it's easy. And you know, imagine you buy something for somebody a present costing fifteen pounds and you make the minimum payment on a credit card. Have a guess how long you may know the answer. Do you know how long it takes you? I know it's a long, long time, <coughs> isn't it? To, to pay, pay off. it off. 15 years. And a huge amount of money in yeah. the process. And, it, and yeah. they won't all be paid off after 15 years. It's the sheer power of compound interest. Yeah. So you can understand it's not hard to get into But trouble. it doesn't feel like real money. That's the thing, That's isn't it? Sure. With the, with the, credit, the credit card. card. What we're not saying is, um, we're not saying let's be Scrooge. This isn't about sort of not enjoying ourselves, not making the most of all the wonderful things that there are at Christmas. But it's, it's about not being browbeaten by all the adverts and the pressure to spend money that we haven't got. Fascinating thing is, as you look back, all kinds of lights go on for you. I find this as a parent. And you realise it is actually true that the present itself wasn't the, wasn't the big deal. It's more the anticipation, isn't it, of that thing they want from Santa Claus or that, or that big present. But the honest truth is, the real memories for our kids come not from the presents, no matter how expensive. And that's where, you know, we've done a lot of work with single parents over the years, as you know, Catherine. And, and often money's tight for mm, single parents mm. and dads. But I honestly believe they can give the best gifts because they have to improvise and they often have wonderful family traditions. And, and, and kids later on say, you know, we always did this on, on, on a Christmas morning. We always did this on, on, on Boxing Day. And I think that's what we're looking for, especially if money is tight, is to give our kids those memories. One, one expert said those traditions give a child a sense of connectedness of roots and I think that's the most precious thing yeah no absolutely those memories there's lots of practical things we we can do uh, to not just be sort of sucked into this idea of just spend 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 and I heard of one family recently it was sort of extended family as well and instead of still buying presents for everyone because as children grow up and get married and what have you the, the numbers just increase don't they and so they put everyone's name in a hat and everyone pulled out a name and then that person bought a present for that other person yeah. so there wasn't sort of multiple present thing going on 
Um, other families I know have had a bit of a limit on how much they, they'd spend for each other, particularly extended family. Um, so again, it doesn't, doesn't sort of spiral out of, out of control or they club together. And I think having the conversation, planning ahead, agreeing expectations can, can help us just stay on track really with our but finances. But the hardest thing is with the kids, isn't it? Because yeah. you know, you can, you can decide amongst extended family or even your partner that you'll only spend a, you know, 10 on each other. But it's the kids, isn't it? You feel guilty if yeah. you don't... You want them to come downstairs, see that Christmas, it looks perfect, go, wow, don't you? That's what you're, you're looking for, that wow. But often that wow is really expensive, isn't it? And it's not until they've gone to bed on Christmas night and you've got all the wrapping paper where you realise that all this stuff really doesn't matter that much. But how have you overcome the pressure to keep up the present buy-in with their friends? You know, the kind of presence they said my friends are having this can can i have one how do you deal with that it's really hard isn't it when there's peer pressure from our children's friends you know they've had their latest thing and maybe that's more money than we would normally spend and uh, what we found so sometimes we've said no um, in this house, you know, this is how we do it. And if you want that, you have to save up next year. Um, other times we've said, okay, but um, it will be not just from mummy and daddy, but it will also be from granny and, you know, your auntie or get lots of people to, to chip in. So it doesn't make such a, a hole in the budget. And also the issue about fairness, if you've got a number of children, how much you spend on each one. And so trying to maintain that, it's really hard. But um, I think if you, if you think about it ahead and try and work that out, then generally um, it's about not spending more than we've got, but it's hard. <laughs> I'll tell you what we've tried to do uh, a bit at, at Christmas is, is try to convey to our kids the, the, the meaning of Christmas yeah. um, and what it was all about. Now, if, if a family don't have that kind of faith, I understand that, but then it's a great time, even then, to make them aware of the needs of others. Perhaps even see if it's possible to go along and help in a homeless shelter or, or invite somebody in for a meal. And I think when you do that, it kind of gives kids a context for what they receive and what they can give. Do you know, the, the honest truth is, I think, Catherine, is if you're really going for that wow factor with kids by buying them the most presents, the most expensive presents, there's no end to it. It's, it's literally a drug, both for them and for you. And next year, you've got to do even better and the following year. And you, you, you eventually, I think, drain the joy out of it. So although you get that momentary high, both they and you, long term, it's not good. It's not even good for them as, as adults. You have to build in fun and laughter and togetherness and a bit of giving to others if you possibly can. Those are the things that sustain us. And, and Christmas is a great time to have that. I'm not, you know, I mean, crumbs, listen, we've, we've, we've given our kids loads of stuff. But as the years go by, you realise that really the amount you spend is not the key to a great Christmas. Absolutely. It can be harder, actually, the other way, thinking of, of things you can do together. But that's what they remember. Absolutely. You know the worst present I ever had? What was that? This pullover. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, that was the Christmas edition. And happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. You have been listening to the Raising Teens podcast. For further information about our courses, resources and events, visit us at careforthefamily.org.uk.